today another special episode you know we have those very unique type of people on our show and today is one of those days when we have this man in front of us his name is ben benita i'm just going to read through some of his bio which is very very impressive he currently lives in gainesville virginia and has been active in real estate since 2003 so for the ones who are bad at the math, that's 17 years, very long time. He's currently a partner in an LB multifamily capital and investment company with a focus on class B and C value add properties. He has been featured guest on numerous podcasts and radio programs, including Ask the Experts and Real Estate Roundup, uh, heard on CBS radio and now on Money Show podcast as well. Hey, uh, written short uh, sale <laughs> negotiations book currently available on Barnes and Nobles. Uh, is it going to be available on Amazon as well? Yes, yeah, so it was on Amazon. I got in a, uh, it's irritating, a, a fight with Amazon. So I pulled it off Amazon. I, I could, I actually know I'll put it back on there by next week for sure. It should got be it. on there. I got in a got story, it. but yeah. Is the, Amazon. The, title, the title is awesome. It's, it's called learning to swim in the short sale ocean. I love that. And coming soon, learning to swim when everything you own is underwater. So beautiful. Uh, he leads a popular local meetup with his partner, Ted Late, uh, that is held the third uh, Thursday of every month. So that's awesome. That's, that's, it sounds like it looks like you have so many things going on. And before our initial, uh, you know, before we started this interview, you mentioned we had a phenomenal conversation. I just love the knowledge and you know, positivity and all the stories that you mentioned about, you know, all these people's success mindset, you know, the way it works. And I know that you do the coaching, which we're going to talk about a little bit, you know, as well. But first of all, for the people who are not familiar with you currently, maybe you give a short story of yourself. How did you started investing in real estate journey and how did it start for you? Oh, that's good. Now try to keep it short. I started flipping houses back in 2003, uh, from 2003 to 2005, made ridiculous money uh i only got started my back up a little bit my, my goal was always to get into multifamily, the big sexy stuff um again hate politics don't want to talk about it but at the time wanted wanted to be like donald trump he was the rich real estate guy i was like that sounds great uh i didn't know anything at all about real estate so i figured i'd start with residential um get into residential bought my first property in 2003 um owned 28 properties in the washington dc area at one point um was worth a little over two million dollars on paper and equity so it was like I'm on track. The goal is to liquidate that, put some money in the bank, and buy my first multifamily property. I um, was in the process of doing that in 2005. <clears throat> got wiped out when the market year turned. I ended up in bankruptcy. <clears throat> Excuse me, on food stamps. That's what that, that second book, Learning to Swim and Everything you Own is Underwater, uh, is a, a lot about my journey and how I got through. Um, there's some stuff in there about how I got into coaching. Uh, I even had a, some, I'm divorced now, but I had to sell my wife's wedding ring at the time, so it, it sucked. Uh, real estate's not all fun and glorious and money, but um, again, that was 2005. I got into short sales. I started a short sale processing company because literally everybody in the area was getting killed. All the houses were upside down. Uh, ended up writing the the first book, Learning to Swim in the Short Sale Ocean for real estate agents. Did that not so much for money, but uh, really more for credibility as much as anything else. Um, I, I think it's important. It's impressive, of course, to write a book, but Truth is, it's really no different than writing a paper in high school or college. Instead of turning into a teacher, you give it to a publisher. He or she sexies it up, puts it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and yeah, now you're an author, and it it impresses people. But I I, <laughs> I tell people and shouldn't knock the authors. Yeah, don't be too impressed with the author. I mean, literally, just 
I tell so many people this. Literally anybody can write a book. It's a matter of pulling the stuff out of your head, putting it on paper, saying, hey, hey, Mike, hey, Joe, read this. You're a publisher. What do you think? They pretty it up, and you're all of a sudden you're an author. So it's, it looks yeah. impressive. sounds impressive, but it's and it's nice helping people too. But I said I I did the the first book around 2010, 2011. Um, finally, just now getting around to writing the book about my story. Uh, bought my first apartment building in 2016. I joke, 13 years behind schedule. We <laughs> uh, learned about how to put syndications together, how to raise private money. Uh, we've got a great base of private money now. <clears throat> Currently looking aggressively for deals in the Washington, D.C. area nationwide, but ideally around Washington, D.C., just something we can drive to, drive back and forth to in a day's time. Um, and I love it. I said, I got into that. And then, <clears throat> excuse me again. I said, well, when I was going through my tough times, 2010, 11, 12, became a big fan of Tony Robbins, Eric Thomas. There's a lot of great speakers uh, and realized for me that that was the key to getting through the tough times. I put this in my book. I think the solution to any, literally any problem you're going through is people, uh, finding the right people to, to talk to, to, the right story, the right book, the right video, the right webinar. Um, when you stumble across somebody who's gone through what you have, like we talked about <laughs> before, yeah, I call them expanders. They, they kind of show you the way. They show you, hey, I went through something you did. I went through something worse. I had less money. My parents were broke up. I was this, you know, they had the tougher stories, but you know, once you see somebody else can buy their first multifamily property, somebody else can, that they finished a marathon. Somebody else went through a rough patch with their wife, but they pulled it together. You know, once you see that's possible, uh, you know, again, it changes your thinking and everything switches and that, that that's what happened to me. I said, I, I probably spend 75% of my time right now looking for multifamily properties. Uh, I've got, financial goals I'm trying to hit. Uh, and then the other 25% of my time right now is doing some coaching and speaking. I'm hoping to get those to about 50, 50, uh, you know, here in the, in the months ahead But my, my financial goal at the moment, my first year out of college, I was making 30,000 a year. Um, so my goal now, and it's going to be a book in the future. Uh, my goal now is to get to 30,000 a month since I made 30,000 a year, my first year out of college. I'm definitely not there yet, but, uh, I can promise you I'm going to be there, but that's, the name of the book on that's going to be from 30k a year to 30k a month, and that's that's me in a nutshell. That's uh, that's awesome. That's some really gr great book titles you're going to be coming up. And you know what you're mentioning is is Thank so you. true. Like people buy in more into the stories rather than you know strat. Like you yeah. need a strategy. You definitely need a strategy in life and business and like to pull you know stuff out. But uh, like the stories are very powerful. You know, as you mentioned all like before the interview, like Kobe Bryant and. Tony Robbins and like E.T. and all these great people, they have their own stories and their own like paths and you, you, the roads that they took. And, you know, when people hear those stories, they get inspired. And, what you know, it, it inspires them to move from their place to a better place and just do, you know, greater things in life because they think, you know, and they look at it like, oh, it's, it's possible, it's doable. So, but like, exactly. you, you know, as you mentioned, like, and that's why it's so great. Like, you know, I, I know, you know, a, a few you know, coaches in business, uh, and they're super great people. Because again, you know, you need somebody that's close to you, very close to you to make sure that you, you know, they sometimes hold your hand and just keep you, you know, like credible, yeah. like, man, you, you need to do things and let's like, strategize and talk, talk stuff, you know, through and it's, yeah. it's very powerful. So I, I love what you do, like real estate and you know, coaching is, is phenomenal. I love that. So absolutely for the people who are watching, you know, cause again, uh, I think we're going to be taking this, uh, 
70 30 same as we're doing now uh you know real estate and and coaching so we're going to do 70 uh real estate and the rest is going to be maybe you know mentoring and coaching so again for the people who are watching and they're thinking like man like everybody's in real estate now it's a sexy thing like you know landlords money landlords make money you know get rich while they're sleeping or something like that you know the quote right so like everybody wants to be in real estate so you know but like i have this full-time job man like how i can get into real estate you know maybe ben can give me an advice of some stepping stones that i should take to to get into the business yes i would tell you the the best thing we talked about this for the coaching but the best thing anybody can do no matter what your goal is if it's um, again financial physical whatever it is join a group find a partner i i we can say this on here. I, I, one of my favorite things <clears throat> I like to say is uh, life is like an orgasm. You can have one by yourself, but it's much better with a great partner. I love that. It's just a That's fact. You know, <laughs> if you're trying to, you know, you don't know anything about multifamily stuff, you got a full-time job, maybe I don't have the time, meet somebody that's doing it. I mean, literally, I, when I do the coaching or hear, you know, the newbies and say, hey, I really want to get into that. You can talk, certainly talk to me anytime. You can get on LinkedIn. You should be able to Google you know, who, who owns apartment buildings in, in D.C. or Chicago, you know, wherever you may be living, you're going to find names and numbers. Pick up the phone and call them. Hey, I'm, I'm Ben. I'd love to take you to lunch. I'm thinking about getting into multifamily properties. You know, can I pick your brain over lunch? You may have to call two people. You may have to call 200 people. And that goes back to, again, what we talked about before we you know, kind of started this. You know, why do you want to get into multifamily? You know, why is it important to you to you know, to make the 30000 a month or to quit your job or spend more time with your kids, your wife. And when, once you have that figured out, all of a sudden it's like, I can't call 200 people. I don't feel like it. All of a sudden it's like, I'm going to call 300 people if I have to because I want to make the money. I want to spend more time with my kids or help my parents or maybe there's a charity or, you know, something. But find out those reasons why you want that. And then the road becomes less daunting and you're much more likely to actually do that. Um, one of my favorite things is a number of them here because I'm near DC. Uh, there's a lot of meetup groups, um, you know, local things. Hey, you can go to meetup.com. That's why we started one, <laughs> uh, and see who's starting. You may, maybe there's already a, how to buy your first apartment building meetup. Go to that damn thing, meet people. Uh, again, best thing you can do. If there isn't one, start one. One of the reasons that, again, I, I really like the meetup thing. I think it's like 20 or $30 a month, but they actually advertise it for you. We, uh, our group, we just had our first meeting in December. I, I know we're over 100 members now. I haven't done hardly any advertising. It's literally just trying to figure out the format and what to do and how to structure it. But, you know, again, go join a meetup, go join a group, find somebody that's already doing it. And again, that, that's the best thing you can do is talk to people that are already doing it. You, you hear the good, the bad. We could probably talk for three or four days on how to find properties, how to raise money, that there's so many things. And yeah. one of the things when I got started in real estate, people seem to be so helpful. Like, I mean, the, you make, there's, there's so much money, there's so much pie on the table. If we have to go 50-50, if you get 90%, I get 10%, you know, you're getting the education. It's just, it's an amazing thing. I, I, I'm a little biased, obviously. But <laughs> I don't know why more people don't do it. I mean, it's just, it's not that difficult. Just get out, find out why you want to do it and go, go attack that stuff. De definitely great great advice you know because you know i think again you, you talked about a lot of stuff here in that one particular question and you know i would like to divide everything but again because of the time you know it won't be yeah. possible but you know just to cover a few things like first of all when you mentioned you know people going and having 
200 calls that they should go and make and, you know, like network with people. And most of the time, you know, like coming back to the coaching thing, you know, like I didn't know that because like being a human being, I don't know the way I operate. Like I, I know I, I do stuff. I, I need to go toilet. Like I need to drink and like yeah. I need to eat and all that, like the, yeah. the body works. But, you know, I didn't know like more in depth. Like I never knew actually when, you know, you pick up a phone, if you're scared of that, I didn't know where that feeling comes from. And then yeah, like through yeah. the books, again, coming back to Tony Robbins, like I, I know he studied uh, John Grinder and Richard Bandler, who are the co-founders co uh -huh. of NLP. And these guys yep. wrote it in a yeah. book. Listen, because you have a picture in your mind that's very scary, yep. probably black and white, very big and like noisy. And once I started understanding those things, I was like, oh, there's a way to break through those type of things to make those images smaller, or, you know, to control my brain more. Exactly. So exactly. that's... That's why I'm coming back. That's why I'm saying like, that's why what you are doing, you know, this coaching. So you would show people how to actually understand how your brain works, how to, you know, get in control of that because everything that you want in life, yeah. like every time I'm talking with somebody on a podcast like this, I'm having guests, you know, they're, uh, you know, $700 million real estate, you know, they're just starting out. Everybody's mentioning one thing. Nobody's talking about real estate most of the time. They're talking about the mindset. Sure. Because <laughs> that if, is that's ninety percent of it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Like if you want to succeed in life, it's it's all the mindset. If you think you can or can't, you you're right. So that that's what exactly. it is. So it's okay, just simple. that's it. Yeah. So that's it, guys. The show is over. Is that simple? <laughs> that's simple. So um, okay. So looking where we are at the market currently, you know, again, I, I love the advice that you gave for people telling that it's possible to achieve. You know, to get involved into real estate. Uh, go and get you know involved with the meetups or start one what do you think is yeah. is now the right time because everybody's talking you know the experts uh in, in economy saying now it's the the top of the market market is gonna tank and everybody's kind of a you know freaking out a little bit and you know what do you think for the new people who are looking to start is it a good time or should they wait it out um my, again just my strategy I, I think it's always a good time um, there, there's sometimes are better than others, but I think a, a lot of the private money sources I have lined up are from like the We Buy Houses guys, the people that flip. And I think that I'd argue by the number one problem with people who worry about them. I mean, you should certainly be in touch with if the market's going up or down. But um, again, the, you should be in it for the long term game. You know, right now, I, I can promise you today's, yeah, hell look at that, 2020. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you and I were to meet February 2nd, 2040, there's not a single property you could buy right now that wouldn't be up. You know, I mean, so, so most people are like, well, what's going to be like in two years, three years, five years? Who cares? You know, get it. Plan to hold that cash flow for, I, I call it, I've heard it called legacy wealth or generational wealth. You know, the stuff I'm buying now, my kids' kids are going to benefit from. Mm -hmm. So if the market drops, you know, say I buy something at the absolute worst time right now, the next five years, the market drops, but the next five, 10, 15, it goes up. I, I've won. So that that's, I'm, um, just how I think the long-term game, um, the, the, it certainly can vary by property. But uh, again, I think so many people get wrapped up and worried in, you know, he, this is bad, that's bad, that's bad. And it's one of my one of my coaching questions I make people write down. Are you looking for a reason to get into apartments or are you looking for a reason not to get into apartments? And most people, especially the newer people, if I have them list out each one before I start pressing them, that their list of reasons not to get into apartments is a whole lot longer. They're worried about the market. My mom said this. My dad said this. I can't do this. I heard this guy got wiped out. I don't have the money. It's this big, long list of reasons not to do it. And 
again, in the coaching thing, I haven't flipped those two. You know, there's a whole lot more. There's always a whole lot more reasons, a whole lot more powerful and emotional reasons to buy something today. And I, I wouldn't necessarily suggest you take your kids college and every dime you have and go all in, especially if you haven't done one before. But damn it, I mean, get out there, find somebody who's done it and say, hey, let me make some phone calls for you. Let me sit in your car. Let me take you to lunch. You know, do you mind sending me a sample? Uh, I do this for some of my people. I should be telling this or not, but I'll be see like if you and I are, you say, hey, Ben, I want to buy apartments. I don't know anything, but I can see you're eager and hungry. I'll be, I'll, I'll blind copy you on an email. I'll, I'll send an offer out to John Smith, who owns 123 Main Street. I'll copy you on the email. You can see, you get to see my offer. You get to see my exact email. So again, you're, you're learning, you're getting more comfortable with it. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, it's just baby steps. You know, you, you do that. And then next thing you know, you may have a deal fall in your lap or, we may never talk again, but you're like, hey, I saw the email Ben sent. I saw the letter of intent, the contract, what he writes. So, I mean, you're getting that education. So, you know, as that grows through the, the days, weeks, months, and years, literally the only thing that will be stopping you from buying your own apartment building, you know, like we talked about before, is your mind. I mean, you're going to talk yourself out of it or you're going to say, hey, I'm doing this for my wife. I'm doing this for my kids. I'm doing this for my, my kids' kids or I'm real active with, you know, foster kids. I want to get back to this charity. And, again, once you have those like we talked about beforehand, you're like Kobe, you have that fire inside. And it's like, you know what? I'm doing this. I'm getting up early. I'm going to make those calls, even though I'm uncomfortable. Or you, you touched on it. People, it's a big stopper for people. People are afraid to pick up the phone, you know, and make those, those calls. There's it's a beautiful thing about the time we're in, you know, now get on Google, get on YouTube. How can I be more comfortable, you know, making cold calls to yeah. apartment bills? How can I get more comfortable? There's a seminar, there's a webinar, there's a book. There's people like me out there say, Hey, I'm still, I've, I've done hundreds of them. I, I'm still uncomfortable initially. And picking up the phone the first time, it's like, what do you think? You know, you're just, just the way our minds are programmed. But then I start thinking, hey, if I don't make these calls, I've got to tell my kids, hey, the reason we can't take that trip is because dad didn't feel like making those phone calls. You know, the, the reason I can't, you know, take off the next week and fly to Fiji with my girlfriend is because I didn't feel like making those phone calls. Screw that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd rather, I'd rather pick up the phone, make the calls, gut it out than, you know, tell my kids, well, dad wasn't in the mood or dad didn't feel like doing it that day. And like I said, it's, it's that that's, who it is having that, that reason. That's, that's painful. Powerful stuff. Yeah, that's painful right there. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah, what what you're saying is so true because uh, when I started basically my business journey, I started network, network marketing company. And, you know, uh-huh. it's like the shyest person you would ever meet, probably not the shyest, but very shy like just sit in front of the people, just blush, like couldn't talk, like yeah. very shy, like very, very introverted, very like closed and very like, you know, like thinking like, oh my. So, you know, but once like I started the business, I found the why, the, which you mentioned, the big yeah. reason to do something, to push myself and actually go and talk with the people. And then what you're saying, yeah. like when it comes back to the phone calls, I met and talked and had a phone calls with the same as you, like hundreds of people. And you know, like when the next time you're calling, what you're saying, like you're afraid, you know, still, but at least now you know what to say and what to do. And you, you know, yeah. how to handle yeah. objections and, you know, you, you're in control yeah. of situation. And that's why people are scared because yeah. they don't know how to control it. They, they're missing information. So, and yeah. that's yeah. what you're saying. Like in this day and age, like you can go here on this piece of a machine there. and get, find, find everything that you want. So, or you can go and find yeah. the excuses why you can't. So, yeah. <laughs> And both, and both, that's the funny thing too. Both of them are already there. And I mean, you're a perfect example. You're obviously, you certainly seem super comfortable on the podcast. And imagine your, your very first guest or the first time you flicked it on, it's like, oh God, what if this, what if this, what if that? Now it's like, 
right? I assume you get on now and you fly through it. And that's why I think- I love it. Because you, know, you see, my focus changed. Because yeah. before I was selfish, I was thinking what people are going to think about me. And now I'm like all locked in on a person as like, I want to get to know the person more. So when you change the focus from yourself to whatever, you know, exactly. the, 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 your family your friends your your uh you know colleague whatever you just switch the focus don't don't be selfish you know because when if you're scared you're thinking about yourself so stop exactly. thinking about yourself and think about yeah. something bigger than that you know so and that's exactly it and one other thing like we talked about too before we got started this I, I, that's why i think it's so important for people to share their journeys because i i promise you you get to anybody who's successful every one of them i, I everybody's heard of tony robbins if you're in the self-improvement thing tony talks about the first few times he spoke nobody showed up to tony robbins thing you know he, he'd go to speak at a real estate office and two or three people would show up so i mean again everybody kobe bryant you know, missed foul shots you know think of anybody great they all had the same you know we all have to go down the same path the difference is some people you know stop because hit some bumps other people are like you know screw it i'm going this is where i'm going i'm going to be the best i'm going to do this because like you said I, i'm it's not about what i think or how i feel it's like People need to hear this information. People need to hear my story. I'm going to inspire you know, the next multimillionaire who's going to own 10,000 units in three years. Like it's just, and like you said, once that switch goes, yeah, you're fired up, you're making the phone calls, you're doing the podcast, and it's it's a whole shift. And it's us, oh, the best feeling in the world. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, okay, coming back from the mindset, switching from 30% to 70 back uh, again. You know, real estate again, cash flow, like it's no brainer. Like, you know, particularly in multifamily space, you know, uh, recession proof provides passive income every month or every quarter, depending on the way they structure yep. deals. And, but it's just a great vehicle to be in, you know? So even if you're like, buying houses or something for appreciation, I don't know, but you know, real estate, great thing. Yeah. So, but you know, is there any risks actually for people who are watching this, you know, cause they look at it as this like shiny object, which is like, you know, quick, rich, uh, get, get rich quick thing, which is not, but uh, is there any mm -hmm. risks involved and what risks they should pay attention to? Like, I would say the, uh, make like, man, I, I, when I got wiped out, when I got started flipping houses, um, I was doing everything by myself and, like I mentioned before, I, I just think, I hate to call people idiots, but I, I think if you don't have a partner, you're an idiot. I mean, if you're trying to do all this stuff by yourself, you're going to make mistakes. Um, I was at a meetup last night, and I'm such a big proponent of partners, whether you're trying to flip a house, buying a car wash, you're buying a restaurant, whatever you're doing for cash flow, talk to people, find partners. Um, you and I could partner on something, and I may think I know everything, and you find something I don't, or vice versa. Hey, Ben, this is a no-brainer deal. What do you think? And I'm like, well, what about this? And you're like, oh yeah, you know, we missed that. So I'm, I'm a huge proponent of, you know, finding partners, finding mentors, finding coaches, finding people that have been there um, ahead of you and having them review stuff. So I, I certainly always think that there are risks, but there's a lot of ways to mitigate those risks. You know, again, by bringing in partners, accountants, attorneys, hey, what do you think about these? Find a, have an account review the financials from the, you know, from the house or from the apartment building. Have your attorney review the contracts. You're flipping houses. Uh, I think you're an idiot if you don't you know, get a home inspector, get a contractor that knows what he's doing. Um, even if it costs you money, even even if you have to give up half the deal, um, it, it's so much better than losing money. I've, I've been on that end of the thing and, and losing money just sucks. <laughs> you know, you expect everything to go good and it doesn't. So I, you know, to, to mitigate the risk, to answer your question, I, I think there's always risk, but the best way to mitigate that is through, through partners, through education. Um, and, and again, I'm a huge, huge proponent of that. You know, partner up with people, Another reason I love real estate, I and mean, most of the time you're 
you're looking at five, ten, fifty, hundred, two hundred thousand dollar check. Give up some of it. I mean, you know, don't be afraid to split that pie up and say, hey, let's go fifty-fifty, or I only want ten percent because I want you to, you know, make sure I don't do anything stupid here. And mm -hmm. again, I guess I hope that answers your question. But yeah, yeah. the risk. I think there's always risk, but yeah, the, the best way to mitigate those risks is to partner with people and ideally with people, people that are, you know, ahead of you that have flipped a hundred houses or own a hundred apartment units. You can again greatly mitigate any risk that you might look at or might be looking at facing otherwise. Yeah, yeah, de de definitely. And, you know, I'm just going to give a quick shout out to Connor because I know he's going to be watching. It's, it's just a guy that I know, you know, he's, he's like, I don't read, sure. I don't like the mentoring stuff. And I'm like, man, you, you, you're going to fail a big time. And he runs a, you know, a media company as well in London. So oh. I was like, man, it's going to be tough for you, you know, because like yeah. what you're saying is so true. Like you need, you know, the people that you can you know, mirror, duplicate, and, you know, learn from their failures. Exactly. Don't, don't make your own, like, and you're just going to waste a bunch of time yeah. and money is going to cost you so much problems. So yeah, it, it's, it's, a that was, yeah. yeah, it's a stupid thing. If people that was say, yeah, that was my advice. When I, when I got, mentioned, when I got started from 2003 to 2005, I wasn't working with anybody, but that was only because the market here in the States was going straight up. I'm like, you could literally, literally, I was like, I'll take that house. As long as you could sit on literally any house for six months, you made money. And my ego grew, my bank account grew. And next thing you go, I got wiped out. And again, when I talk about my past, I guarantee, you know, if you and I had partnered on that at some point, you'd have said, Hey Ben, you know, dial it back. Look what the market's doing. Things are turning. And I had nobody to do that. I would just money and go money to go. It's all me. Look at me. I'm doing this. I'm flipping that. And it didn't end well. <laughs> I got wiped out. So yeah, partners are great. Yeah, definitely. So talking about the partners and again, for the people who are, you know, watching this, maybe they have no intention, you know, going and buying the 200 plus unit, you know, complex, but they, maybe they, mm -hmm. you know, see, you know, may, it makes sense for them to go maybe buy a duplex or fourplex or, you know, something in that range. Sure. So what do you think for those people, again, you know, mentioning the partnerships, should they go and get the management, you know, for those type, those type of properties. So should they run, you know, those properties and manage by themselves? What do you think? I definitely would. Um, and again, it always, it always depends on the deal, but yeah, I, I had a whole bunch. I had 28 properties at one point and at least half of those were rentals. And I, I was doing it myself and uh, just me personally, and hopefully all your listeners, I have a big heart and I couldn't, you know, if I'm, if Joe's my tenant and Joe's like, Ben, I lost my job. I'm going through divorce. I can't pay you this month. I'm like, Joe, I got you. I'm like, don't worry about it. We'll work that out. And then one month turns into two months, turns into six months. And I'm like, I feel like a jerk for kicking Joe out. But I'm like, I, I can't pay your mortgage and mine. And uh, that, that for me was probably the number one reason I, I always hire property managers now. Um, but the second thing, again, they make great partners. You know, they're going to find the good tenants, not, you know, if you've never managed a property or, you know, check the credit scores and done all that stuff. Um, again, I, I think it's foolish to manage your own properties. I know people that do it. I, I not my thing. <laughs> uh, so I, I would definitely a big, big proponent of property managers. Certainly nothing wrong with buying. I'm ambitious. I, I've got big goals, but I, I know people that hate my goals to own five houses, have them all paid off for the next 15, 20 years. Cause you know, that'll give me cash flow of, you know, 10,000, 15 a month. That's going to be my retirement. Hey, God bless you. Good luck. It's, it's a clean, a simple strategy. Um, and just, just like we just mentioned, partner up, you know, find an agent who's familiar with investments, find a, a meetup group, talk to somebody who's flipping houses. It, it, you can go down, this could be a whole nother show. Uh, yeah, it's not hard to find landlords. You, you can call, 
call a property manager. Hey, who's who do you know has 10 properties in the city that I'm looking at owning a duplex in? Most of them will tell you, hey, Joe has 10, Sally has 10, get their number, just like before. Hey, Joe, let me take you to lunch. I'm looking at buying a rental. Yeah, I want to know what do you think about this market? What do you think about this area? And someone just kind of a common theme. <laughs> uh, you know, find somebody who's done it, see what they think about the area, and it'll help you, you know, avoid making a lot of foolish mistakes. Or, you know, again, you could buy that duplex and you didn't get a home inspection, you, you run into a $20,000 issue, or you buy the duplex. Next thing you know, you have a tenant who's not paying you because you're like, I don't need a property manager. I can handle that. So, mm. uh, again, like like your previous question, it's just very wise, like I said, to, to work with people who have already done it. It just a, makes things, makes everything in life easier. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I like, you know, that, again, you're, you're coming from this space. Like, you're, you're coming from, from the space where you used to have, like, a few units. And now, now you're looking to, like, now you're getting involved with hundreds of units, you know, and one huge complex. So I like the thinking because like bigger is always better. Like whatever, whoever exactly. is saying you guys like the, you know, all oh, small is like this, this one small space. Like, no, it doesn't make sense. Like bigger is better because what, what will be the yeah. management fee for the, you know, for the fourplex and, you know, percentage wise. And when it's 250 unit deal is going to be completely different. Awesome. Yeah. And that's it. We, we found you usually as long as it's 20 units or bigger, it makes Financially, it makes perfect sense to have a property manager. Less than that, the numbers can get tight unless you find a, you know, a screaming deal. And again, just just for the headaches, it's nice to put. Took me a while to do this. Uh, it's nice to have somebody else in charge. So, if somebody needs to be evicted, if there's a, you know, light bulb out, a toilet problem, they're not calling you, you know, bothering you. So, like I said, I, I the bigger the better for sure in properties. And the, uh, I guess this is being completely honest here to kind of call out the people like only want to own five houses. The only reason people do that is because they're scared. Yeah. I mean, why, why would you want to own five houses when you could own 50? And the reason most are like, well, I don't want to own 50. Really? You don't want more money for your family, more money for your kids, your mom, your dad, your friends. Yeah. Even if you're single, flying solo on your own, what about the people behind you? You think if exactly. you need $10,000 a month to live, that's your goal. Well, if you had 50000 a month, what would you do with the extra forty? You could help the homeless. You could join yeah, some so causes. That, you, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Sorry, sorry for interrupting, but that's what that's exactly what I'm no, saying. Yeah. People, people are selfish. They're thinking, "Oh no, yeah, I need exactly. five houses because I'm good." So, but what what yeah. about the rest of the people? What about your church? What about your community? What about the like homeless people that are living on the street and all these problems that we have like in China with the, with the viruses and like Australia fires and wh wh who knows what what next is coming up? So, like yeah. you know, we we need like money like in this day and age. Like we live in a world when where. We need money yep. to, to do things and influence people. So, you know, just yep. selfish things. So when people like jump on, you know, like onto coaching, that's why, again, you know, coming back to your point, like I'm not trying to sell people an idea like you need it, but like you really yeah. need because like I had multiple people in my life that, you know, like brought me to this place when I started to think bigger. And that's what you need. You know, you, you need yeah, to start yeah. think bigger yeah. and just to see there's, different angles in life that you know you're not seeing and that's why you need a coach because like coming back to Kobe Bryant while he's playing you know in the in the you know in this like you know on the ground like the coach sees his angles and he's okay yeah. like Kobe improve that stuff do the stuff better maybe just throw the the jump shot like different exactly so, you know, that's why you need the coach because you you're not able to see it like you're 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 you know the the mistake yeah. that you're making in the business so yeah 100% that's just awesome. yeah so 
coming back like mentorships you know it's super important but again for the people who are thinking like man like I, it's gonna be pricey for me look i like I, I don't have any real estate i just have my own job yeah. like nine to five i don't have anything and it's just kind of it's gonna be a slow pace for me i i cannot pay for the mentorship right now but maybe ben can recommend me three books because i can scrape money for that so i can go and grab it from amazon or one of those are probably going to be your books so you know uh -huh. What type of books would you recommend for people if they want to start real estate business? Hey, tell you two things before I do the books. Um, if you do find somebody that you want to work with, a, a coach, and like, hey, it's a thousand dollars or ten thousand. I, I know some coaches charge six figures for coaching. Um, if you really want to work with them, if you really think they can get you the result, offer to help them in some way. Offer to do some marketing for them. Say, hey, I, I don't have any money because things are tight. That's why I'm trying to get my cash flow right. Uh, I'll offer to do some social media stuff. Hey, what if I talk up your coaching program or your podcast, or let me do this, or you know, at your next event, let me volunteer at your next event. I'll help people find seats. I'll help sell T-shirts. I'll introduce you. You know, people want to see that that you're you're that hungry. If you can prove to a, a coach, a mentor, somebody, hey, I, I can't afford your ten thousand dollar program, but you know, they can see that you're hungry. I want to say a hundred percent, ninety nine percent chance they're going to say, hey, okay, you don't have to pay me the five thousand dollars, but promise to post. You know, Ben Benita is the greatest guy in the world, you know, every day on Facebook or, you know, do this for that. Um, there's there's always, always, always a way. So don't don't ever let that stop you. Yeah, it's a good way to get around. Some coaches, yeah, charge exorbitant fees. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that could be a whole other topic, too. Uh, yeah, the, the books, I think the, the number one book for uh, everybody recommends is that the Robert C. Kiyosaki's The Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I think is a great book. Um, the other one I definitely recommend, um, Jack Canfield has a book called The Success Principles. Um, there's a lot of good stuff in that, a lot of good tips and tricks and quotes and stories. Um, and then my other favorite book, uh, actually, Think and Grow Rich is a good book, but the, that Napoleon Hill wrote Think and Grow Rich, but he wrote another book called Outwitting the Devil. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, it was a huge game changer because like the, the common theme we mentioned, it's all about thinking. And he addresses in that book, um, he calls it the drift, like why when you lose focus, you lose attention. Like, well, I'm going to make my phone calls. And then two hours later, you find out you've been on Facebook or you're screwing around at emails or playing video games or something. Uh, but he addresses why people drift, like how you get, how you get pulled off into social media. You get wrapped up in Instagram or instead of making the phone calls. Um, but I would definitely recommend that book. It's one not a lot of people have heard from, but again, that one's called Outwitting the Devil. And it's, there's all kinds of tricks for how to, you know, catch yourself when you get, when you lose focus and how to get yourself back in focus. And it, it goes over why, you know, why people drift, like how your, your brain's wired to avoid the phone calls and let, let's go have a donut or I work from home. Uh, you know, I can go do laundry. I can go do this or what about that? And, you know, he addresses a lot of that. And I think that's, again, like the common theme you said with other guests. And well, once you get your thinking, your mind straight, uh, everything changes. Those, those three books, The Rich Dad, Poor Dad, The Success Principles by Jack Canfield, and I like Outwitting the Devil. Um, those would definitely be my three recommendations for helping you get started or getting you getting that internal <laughs> flame started for you got it got it thank you very much those are great books i, ju I just uh put, put an note for myself because like you know rich that poor that guys you already heard this it's be it's becoming the show's theme everybody's mentioning the book because i think it's it just <laughs> it, it opens it's a gateway to people explore the the unknown like i never knew like before because i think originally that that wasn't an entry point into the business world for me you know there, there was some other right. books like uh david schwartz uh, i can't remember the name but there, there was this wave like um you know the book cover 
great book. Just broaden uh, my, uh, my my mindset. But uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad and Napoleon Hill. So definitely gonna grab that one because multiple people yeah, mentioned that book. So coming back to that and the mindset again, we have a 2020 year. It's kind of a fresh uh, March is gonna start very in a few days very soon. So it's kind of a fresh right. year still. So maybe you can share, you know, with the audience some of the goals for business or personal life that you have for your, for your, for yourself this year. Uh, for me, uh, ooh, that's a good one. Uh, my personal life, I actually just started dating a girl, Shale Spangler. Here you go. She's fantastic. <laughs> uh, so my personal life couldn't be better. She's awesome. Um, physically, I've done a couple of Ironman races, the triathlons. I uh, definitely want to do one of those in fall. That's a goal. Uh, I've applied, mentioned this briefly before you got on here, uh, to do a TEDx talk. I definitely want to do a TEDx talk. Looking Again, forward like to that. Mentioned, start with why and with who. That'll be, I'll definitely let you know when I do that. That's going to be awesome. And then my goal is I'm going to keep it in my, my personal financial goal is to make, I mentioned this earlier when we were recording, but I said I, I was making 30, I made $30,000 a year in salary when I first got out of college and thinking back now that that was for, you know, 60, 70 hours a week plus traffic plus a boss. I was sitting in the cubicle and it sucked. Uh, and then, then to see that I can actually make $30,000 a month, literally just for waking up from all the families. Um, that's the path I'm on. So we have a, have a bunch of them written down financially you know we don't own a certain number of units um certain number of cash flows what i calculated for those that understand cap rates and everything um if i'm a 10 percent partner 53 million dollars worth of real estate if i own just 10 percent of that if that's all valued at a seven percent cap rate then i'll make thirty thousand up my piece of that as far as cash flow will be about thirty thousand a little over thirty thousand a month so my goal as soon as possible is to be a 10 percent owner great if I can get 11, 12, 20%, but at least a 10% owner and $53 million in apartment buildings. And when I do, I'll, I'll be writing a book about how I got there. And I'll even plug this podcast because I like, <laughs> this is good stuff. But yeah, those are, those are my personal and yeah, financial goals for this year. That's and the years awesome. ahead. It's going to take a while to 53 million, but yeah. hopefully in the next 24 months. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's going to happen because you have the right mindset and, and I'm sure you surround yourself with the right people and do take the right action step on steps on a daily basis. So one of those things, like you mentioned, because I you know, like, again, like coming from social media space, like uh, we do have a company that works with real estate companies mainly. I don't know if you knew uh -huh. that, but like, you know, I'm not here to pitch the story because people who are watching, they already know, like I'm oh, Martin, shut up. Like, well, already know. But, you know, the thing is uh, that real estate space is a little bit outdated. And again, there is like all these sure. that are not using social media to capitalize on it and raise capital and just, you know, get yeah. more attention. Because in this day and age, whoever gets the most attention will get the most value, which yeah. eventually will become in money. So maybe you can uh, tell people, you know, audience, uh, the softwares, it doesn't have to be social media softwares or something with social media that you use for your business, like on a daily basis that makes it, you know, easier or smoother for you to run. Yeah, I don't have a specific software, um, for social media. I know, but I assume you have your cash flow hat on too, like Grant Cardone. Uh, he's you know, loving, I know people love him. People hate him. I, I thought he was an obnoxious schmuck when I first heard him, but <laughs> when I heard his story, I know the, the reason he bought the jet, the reason he does a lot of flashy stuff. Part of it, it's a big F you to everybody who told him you never make it. And I was like, you know what? If I had a hundred people that told me, Hey Ben, you're never going to be rich. You're never going to do this and that. When I make it, there's a good chance I'm going to be like, Hey, guess what? Here I am. Here's my jet. Here's this, here's that. So I, I yep. get that. Uh, it said to answer your question, I, I think it's so important for people to share their journeys, whether it's, uh, on Facebook, literally just make a post. I had a great call. I was on a great podcast. 
Um, I think the, the Instagram stories, the Facebook stories, the Facebook lives are great. Uh, again, anything you can do to share your journey, I think is key because people, we talked about this a little bit earlier, people love a good story. Like when you say, I, that's why I kind of like my thing, why I want to get to $30,000 a month. People want to see if I make it there. Uh, sure, you've heard of that Gary V, the Gary Vaynerchuk guy? Oh, Social yeah, media, have you heard of him? Yeah. Everybody knows he wants to buy the Jets. So yeah. I love Gary's stuff. You know, it's, it's kind of you, you You tune in. He's great with social media. He's on there every day. Uh, you know, you, you we all want to be there when Gary, I don't even know how close he is to doing that. When Gary finally signs that, you know, all kind of bested in, hey, Gary made it. That's awesome. So I think it's important to <clears throat> put your goals out there. Yeah. You know, share your story. Hey, I want to get to these goals. Here's why. And again, people start following and say, did Ben do this today? Did Ben do that today? And uh, again, people get caught up in that. And I just, I think it's so, so important to share that. Another, one of the quotes, I'm a big quote and stories guy. Uh, the people are, people are always going to be more inspired by your journey than by your success. You know, if you see me standing in front of my own private jet, it's like, hey, that's cool. But if I showed you literally before I got that jet, if I'm saying, hey, I'm living in a one-bedroom apartment. I'm divorced. I'm broke on my ass. I'm on food stamps. And, you know, if you watch my journey, that's a whole different level of inspiration. Just seeing, hey, here's some old ball guy who's got a jet, whatever. Be like, yeah. I remember when that guy was sleeping on his couch. I remember that guy was behind in child support or couldn't pay this or pay that. You know, people love that. So I would say, yeah. man, share your story. And I think social media, I think, I think the Facebook Live, Instagram stories and the Facebook stories are the best way to do that. Yeah, definitely. Racks to and don't be afraid to put good and bad out there. Rags, the richest story. Everybody loves that stuff because, you know, it, it's the yeah. truth. Like, you know, people want to get inspired. People want to see the ups and downs. They don't want to only see the yeah. flashy stuff, your Roly and your, your Rolls Royce or whatever you have going on, you know, like show, show them exactly. you know, the ups and downs and, you know, the failures that you have in business because, you know, people know it's not always a good day. Like, you, you exactly, know, exactly. It, it, most of the time is just, you know, like in business, it, most of the time is just solving problems, like nine, 95%. Yeah. And 5% yeah. you like celebrate, oh my God, I got something exciting going on. Yeah. But most of the time it's just problems and, yeah, and pushing how I can get to another level. So that's what it is. Exactly. So, exactly. okay, marketing uh, tools. Uh, so before we finish off, maybe you can tell people, uh, again, you mentioned some uh, social media platforms. So you can drop those in here and I will make sure that those gonna be again, guys, for you a link down below that you can connect with Ben. So those, uh, what, what those social media platforms will be for people to get in contact with you? Uh, for me, uh, just a, a on Instagram, sorry, where I do most of my stuff, just bbanita123 is my Instagram and Twitter. Uh, my website coaching. I, I do obviously some coaching, put some real estate on too, which is benbanita.com. I mean, you can hear more about me, but I said, I'm literally guys, it, I'm on Facebook, obviously, just as Ben Benita. Uh, don't be afraid to call me, text me, message me. Uh, literally, if I can do anything to help. Um, again, we touched on this. It's it's great to make the money, but it sounds so cliche, and until you've actually done it, maybe you don't get it, but nothing literally gives me more joy than hearing somebody say, hey, Ben, I, I just secured my first private money source for $50,000, or I just found my first deal, and I'm so excited and happy about it. I mean, that's the juice. That's what really matters, and man, that that's what I want. Like, you know, it's... It, I don't want to say it's never going to happen because I'm definitely going to get to that 30K a month. But if I didn't get there, but I helped 30 people or 300 people make their, you know, get to their financial goals, then that's even more important than that 30K a month. And that's, that's just honest truth right there. I mean, it's, yeah, please, please reach out to me. You know, if there's yeah. something I can do to help you out or something yeah, I can do to make what I'm doing better, you know, let me know. I'm, I'm an yeah. open book. Try to keep it straight. Do what I can. 
Awesome, awesome. Because again, what what you're saying is true, so true. Because we just had this conversation not long ago with a guy, and uh, I asked him, you know, similar questions. I was like, if you would have, you know, million friends, or you're gonna have million dollars in the bank account, what you what you rather choose? And you know, he's like, oh, the the money, and you know, he he just got confused, and it was like, look, it will be the friends for sure. Because again, yeah. you need the friends, like, and, and that's why I love again doing the podcast because I love talking, you know, people like yourself sharing their stories so other people can engage and learn something at the same time and just become a part exactly. of your community so you can help them. Because at the end of the day, that's what yeah. matters. Like the money is, is a byproduct of whatever you do. So if you're going to provide value, as you said, you're going to help 300 people. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure. I'm pretty confident you're going to reach that 30K per month or probably going to even more because of that, because well, you provided that. so much <laughs> tremendous value for people. So de definitely that's it. Oh, yeah. I appreciate so, that, man. That's good. You're good. Great podcast. So, yeah. So again, guys, uh, you know, if you enjoyed the show, you already know what to do. Please like, subscribe to the channel. Go for, go in co go in contact with uh, with Ben. Again, you can find all the links down below. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I surely did. So it's, it's just phenomenal, you know, connecting with you and sharing the story. And guys, uh, as always, you know, I appreciate you watching. And I'm gonna see you in the next episode. Thanks.